clearly I don't quite fill the archdeacon's vestments. Please be seated. From the bottom of my heart, I really thank you all for being here on this very, very special night. Uh, everything special is meant to be shared. And I'm quite aware that you went through the sitting of an hour and a half for an ordination on Saturday, two hours for the bishop on Sunday, and so this must be the faithful remnant come back on Tuesday for more learning, more punishment, I don't know, something. Uh, but I am been told by Deacon Rhonda that my charge on a Tuesday night is to be brief, and so I shall be uncharacteristically brief. I don't know how much of what we read about St. Saint, Saint Columba is historically accurate, but I suspect that we do have the outlines uh, of his life um, and know some of the things that probably did happen. According to one source, he was born in Northern Ireland in 521 and died on the island of Iona in Scotland in 597 at age 75. According to one source, he was descended from one of the kings of Ireland. There were a number of them back then, but he was apparently descended from one. His family was politically connected. He became a monk, which in those days was actually a pretty high-status job. Like every saint, he was first of all a sinner. And I think St. Columba's greatest sin was pride and the arrogance toward other people that goes with it. As the story goes, he started two battles in which many men were killed. A church council came close to excommunicating him. His behavior, even in those days, probably hardly befitted a monk. We're told that someone by the name of St. Brendan of Burr spoke on his behalf uh, at this council that was debating excommunicating him. And instead of excommunicating him, they shipped him off to be a missionary to Scotland. He founded a monastery on the island of Iona, off Scotland's west coast. From there on out, he dedicated his life to bringing souls to Christ. It is said that he wanted to bring as many souls to Christ as he had been responsible for killing. For 30 years, he evangelized, studied, wrote, and settled political disputes. Through his work, hundreds and hundreds of people came to the Lord. Between Ireland and Scotland, something seems to have changed in St. Columba. We really don't know what, but I'd like to think today's epistle might give us a clue. Paul tells us that the church is founded on one thing, and one thing only, the person of Jesus Christ. He says that individually, individually, we are temples, little churches that are also grounded in Jesus. As the Holy Spirit dwells in the body as a whole, so it dwells in our individual bodies, in yours, in yours, in yours, in mine. In these very frail vessels, each of us, individually and personally, encounters our Lord. He is as near to us as our skin. 
I like to think that that is what St. Columba grasped, that in the end, all that really matters is that we seek Jesus, not worldly power, not wealth, not scholarship, indeed not anything but him. And Jesus gives us assurance that if we seek him with all our hearts, all our hearts, we shall surely find him. Having found him, having been blessed by him, he bids that we bring those who do not know him to him. That was St. Columba's mission in Scotland. This is our mission on French Hill. As God blessed Columba's work, so may he bless our work. May God be with us this day and always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.